Hey there, this is Jessica Stewart, and you are listening to Finding Your Calm with Your Teenager, episode number 21. Anyone out there have trouble remaining calm when dealing with your teenager? I do, and I did, still do a lot of the time, and that's what this podcast is about. I truly believe that if you can remain calm with your teenager, you can pretty much remain calm in any situation. So listen in for my tips and really practical advice for how to do this in your own life. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. I have something to offer you. And that is a video that I have made to help if you've ever lost it on your teenager. And I made this video because I think this is something that we all struggle with as parents or caregivers of teenagers. We all struggle with it as parents or caregivers of children of any age, really. And I made the video to explain why we do this, what to do if it's happened to you, and just to give you some support with this situation and release the shame and blame of it all. And I hope that you find it so helpful. So how do you get it? If you go to the show notes of the podcast and click the link that says grab your free video here, it will take you to a page to sign up and the the video will be delivered straight to your inbox. So I hope you enjoy it and have a great day. Hello there and welcome to Finding Your Calm with Your Teenager. So happy that you're here and join me today. Today I am talking about motivation. So I'm going to title this episode, My Teenager Is Not Motivated to Do Anything. What do I do? So you can actually fill in the blank. So you could put in, my teenager is not motivated to do their homework, or my teenager is not motivated to clean their room, or my teenager is not motivated to do really anything that they don't naturally want to do themselves. So what do I do? How do I handle this? And I want to start off with a question. So in one of my Facebook groups that I belong to with uh, raising teenagers and, and like it's a parent support group. So like I've talked about before, there's some bonuses to being involved in a Facebook group as a support group, but there's also some drawbacks as well. And I have said before that when you're part of these groups, they can be amazing places for community and really to feel like you're not alone. But the other thing that you just have to be aware of is that when you put a post out there, that you will get all sorts of different feedback from so many different people based on their own just opinions about what you should do. And this is totally fine. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm not saying the opinions are right or wrong. But sometimes you can end up with a lot of things that just sort of cloud your own judgment about what you should do in this situation. And in the post that I see parents put up here, there is already so much wisdom in what they say. 
And I know for a fact that they already have an idea of what they should do in these situations. Sometimes they're just afraid to do it. Sometimes they are just thinking that they're wrong and how they're thinking, but there's already so much internal wisdom in embedded in their question. And sometimes I will answer these posts and just try to point that out that a lot of times people already know the answer and they're just afraid to trust their own inner wisdom and guidance. So I'll get to this post because I think it's amazing. And I think this parent is amazing as well, just for posting it. They put it in here anonymously. So I just thought it would be a great topic for a podcast because I believe that so many other parents would have this question as well, including myself. And so here's how the post goes. It says, I got into a big argument with my 17-year-old daughter because she has no motivation to do any schoolwork. She has good grades, but admits to not wanting to try and hard anymore because it's too stressful and she has no motivation. I asked her how come she has energy and motivation to go out with her friends or her boyfriend, but not to clean her room or do any schoolwork. She started crying and said, I don't even know, mom. I went about it the wrong way and said, well, you need to suck it up and do your schoolwork. I feel like I was a horrible person for saying that. She probably needs my help with whatever is causing her to not be motivated. I feel like a horrible parent. So that's the end of the post. So first of all, I want to address this. And this is because I have put these posts out there too. I remember when I uh, was the parent of a very young toddler and he um, fell off a a playset at a playground And he ended up having like a buckle fracture in his wrist. And so he came home and he, it was one of those playgrounds where they have the soft padding. So I thought, okay, he's, he's all right. He he doesn't, didn't look broken and the swelling didn't go down for like several days. And then after that, I took him to the hospital, but it turns out all the while he had a fracture in his wrist and I I felt like a horrible parent because I thought, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have taken him to the hospital sooner. And I put a post out on Facebook at the time. I kind of post sporadically on Facebook. And I told the story because I think I just wanted to hear that maybe other parents had felt this way too or, or done this way too. And then at the end of the post, I said, I feel like a horrible parent. And I remember some friends posting and just saying similar circumstances or just saying you're not a horrible parent. And that just made me feel so much better. And it's something that I can certainly learn from, but I did what I knew at the time. I did what I thought was best at the time. And I think that's what all these posts are are essentially saying or what we're looking for when we're posting these things. And also just for us as parents or anybody taking care of children or teenagers or other people, when we're trying to seek out a community to help support us, just to remember that we're doing the best we can with what we know at the time. And to remember to be so self-compassionate and just the fact that you're posting this, whoever this is, or if you've posted something similar, or even if you felt something similar, just know that you're putting something out there in order to get some feedback, in order to get some help in how to maybe deal with this differently. And there's so many people who 
don't have any self-reflection at all. They just deal with things how they deal with them. They don't believe there's any way they could have handled it differently. And so first of all, I want to say to whoever posted this or whoever has posted something similar to this or felt like this, you are not a horrible parent. You're an amazing parent who had dealt with, dealt with something, wasn't sure how to deal with it at the time, and then reflected back and thought, um, I could have done something differently here. And realized maybe that what you did didn't work out the way you had thought it would. And that to me is amazing. So I just want to offer that. If you are reflecting on what you're doing, you're an amazing parent. So now what I want to get into is talking about motivation. Because the answers to this post were something along the line of um, get the get the teenager psychological help, get them a counselor, Um you know, just, just tell them to do this. Like, I agree with what you did with saying, suck it up. You need to do your schoolwork. And so just many different things. Some other people had supported and said something along the lines of maybe what I'm sharing with you. So there was all sorts of different uh, opinions offered to you. And if that helps you, then by all means, keep posting this, but just be aware, like I said, in the support groups, when you post things that you are getting opinions from many different people. And if it doesn't fly with you, doesn't work for you, then just, you know, you don't even have to comment on it. You can just move on and trust your own uh, good judgment. What I want to share with you about motivation is something that's called the motivational triad. And this is true for all human beings. So what I would offer here is that your daughter is completely normal. (laughs) And also when we delve into our own ideas of motivation, I believe we will find that we're all completely normal in terms of motivation. And I think that a lot of times we see motivation as something that is just going to hit us out of the blue. We're going to suddenly wake up one day and all of a sudden we're going to want to do all of the things that we know are amazing for our life. So we're going to wake up one day, we're going to be this person who's going to like want to love to get up and work out, get up and, you know, prepare all their food to eat the healthiest possible, get up and be motivated to go for that goal, get up and be motivated to do that um, difficult thing that you want to do. And I have discovered in my own life through years and years and years of waiting for this magical thing to happen that the motivation is not coming. (laughs) It's just not. And the sooner you realize this, the more you can actually work with your own brain to understand this. So the motivational triad, and you can look this up anywhere, and we learned it in our life coach training as well, which is also so life-changing, is that the human brain or humans are hardwired in order for survival to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and exert the least amount of effort possible. Now, this was a survival thing. This is a survival thing for us. And it's worked for, like, if you look at the motivational triad, you can see how it has worked to help us go on and survive. So I won't get into that too much, but just that you know that a lot of the things that our brain has a natural inclination towards are in an effort to try to help us and protect us. But as we know with like negative bias or the 
fear response, although it has its benefits and it has its time when it is very helpful to you. So fear is helpful, for example, when you're being chased by a wild animal and that you have to get out of there. You know, the fear and the stress response are very helpful in that case. There are times when this ends up working against us. So when there are things that we're faced with that we want to do and that we know they're good for us, but we don't have a natural inclination to do them, then we're going to come up against that motivational triad, which is what will work against us in a way. So our brains will say, well, that's a lot of work. Like it's really comfy and cozy here in this bed right now. Um, I don't think you really should get up and work out because it's going to, you know, it's going to be hard work. And like right now, it's just better for you to rest and not move. So this is kind of what my brain, because I struggle with this as far as exercising and working out and things that I know are good for me. Um, but then my brain will tell me not to do them. So I'm going to go back to this post and the question of why a teenager would be totally motivated to go out with their friends and or boyfriend, but not motivated to clean their room or do any schoolwork. So again, there are people out there and teenagers, I, I, I'm sure they exist. They don't exist in my household and it wasn't true for me, but there are people, teenagers out there who like love to clean things up, love to tidy their room, love to clean their room. And also teenagers and people out there who've always loved to do their homework. So I'm not talking to you. If this is the case and you love to do this, then by all means, you won't have trouble with this because you already see this as like an amazing thing. But I don't know about the teenagers that you've met. None of them, none of the teenagers that I've met. Well, I have, I have met a few who, who are like this. But the, my sons never love to do their schoolwork, never love to clean their room, ever. I never loved to do schoolwork. I never loved to clean my room. But if you put in front of me the option of like going out for a meal or going out to see my friends or watching television or anything like that, that's something that's more attractive to me naturally than actually doing the stuff that I know is going to move me forward in my life, I will have a natural inclination to do the thing that's easy to do the thing that gives me pleasure, to do the thing that avoids the pain that I perceive that will happen when I'm doing the homework, when I'm doing the working out, anything like that, or will to do the thing that will exert the least amount of effort possible. So when you put it in this context, it, it makes perfect sense why the teenagers do this, why they're not quote unquote motivated because the motivation is not coming. And also, I would like to invite you as parents or caregivers to think about this in your own life. Is there something that you do in your daily work? Maybe um, I can, what I can think about is when you are, you know, if you don't like cleaning your house and you know you need to clean your house, that's, that's true for me. I don't want to do that. So my brain is going to put up a lot of resistance to this. And I have to find ways to make myself clean my house. So I do silly things. It's not really silly. It works for me. Like I might invite somebody over for dinner because I really want to have people over, 
And I know that I will want to have my house clean when they come over. So if I know somebody's coming over for dinner, it kind of forces me to clean my house. So there's different things that you can work with this way. But just think about in your own life, when you're presented with a task that you naturally love doing and a task that you know you is better to do, but you don't actually love doing it, you are going to behave the same way. So that gives you a greater appreciation of what your teenagers are facing. They're just facing a normal brain. And you in your time longer on this earth have probably figured out ways to get yourself to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. Or maybe you haven't, and maybe that's just a bit of self-awareness that you understand that you know they're doing things very similar to you And you're just thinking that because it's something that you have to like, quote unquote, make them do, it's going to be more work and more effort. Okay. So just self-reflect on that as well. Now, what I want to do is um, address. So what do we do with this? Do we just say, okay, fine. They just want to seek pleasure, avoid pain, exert the least amount of effort possible. Do we just leave them? We don't ask them to do anything. I don't recommend doing this. What I do recommend is eliminating all the mental drama of saying and asking yourself the question, like, why don't they want to clean their room? I just kind of go to, of course they don't because they don't want to do it. And it's not a problem for them. It's a problem for us if they don't want to clean their room, probably, but not necessarily. It might not be a problem for them. And that's what we have to remember is We want them to want to do these things, but how about we just want them to do these things and we can use our knowledge of this motivational triad to understand our goal and how we help them to get something done. So I'm just going to offer a few suggestions here. And the first one is, is when we know they don't want to do something, just kind of address it right off the bat. Like I've, I think I've said this before in another podcast, but if we know they don't want to clean their room and we want them to, we can still have expectations of our teenagers. We can still have expectations that they go to school, that they get their schoolwork done. Like there's some things that in my raising my kids, they were pretty much like non-negotiables. They weren't really up for debate. Like, I know you don't want to go to school. I get that. I know you don't want to do your homework. I get that. And I also know you don't want to clean your room don't do them at all, all three at once. But if you're trying to get them to do something, then you can start with, I know you don't want to clean your room, for example, because I can use that an example from my own life because my teenager is like a human tornado. He comes down, goes down to his room, kind of just throws everything off in all directions and his room's a mess. And I get this in some respect because I'm not a naturally tidy person. I don't always put things away. My brain's always ahead of me trying to get out the door. So in that case, I understand it and I say, okay, I know you don't want to clean your room, but can we go down and I can even help you with this or I can just give you a... a, a deadline. I need you to clean your room up by such and such a time. Okay. Without all of the wanting them to do it. Um, also you just expect the eye rolling, expect them to have a reaction to it. Expect them to, to kind of like, Oh, this sucks. And you don't have to make that wrong. You can kind of say, of course, that's how they're going to react and respond. They're not, because they don't want to clean their room. They're not being like disrespectful to you, which I think sometimes that's what we go to as parents. Like if they respected us and what we said, they would just love doing all of this stuff that they, we know that they don't want to do. So just 
see if that helps in your communication with them. Get your energy in a space where you understand where they're coming through, coming from when you approach them with something that you want them to do. Okay. So I'm just going to summarize this. Remember the motivational triad for yourself and for your teenagers. We are hard, hardwired to seek pleasure, avoid pain and exert the least amount of effort as possible. And understand that this is normal for you and for them and find a way to help them. That's our jobs as parents is to understand this and make them feel like when in this post, when the the 17 year old girl said, I don't even know, like, why, why am I not motivated? Then we can help them understand why they're not motivated and that there's nothing wrong with them, that they're really a normal human being. And that everybody experiences that. And I think that sometimes what happens is we think that we're, what's wrong with us? And we go immediately to blaming ourselves. So that's where I like to delve into kind of neuroscience and understand how we are hardwired as humans. And that's helped me so much in my own life and in raising my teenagers. And also the third thing that I will offer is just uh, the way you communicate with your teenagers when you want them to do something. So I know you're not going to love what I'm asking you to do. So just address it right off the bat. And, but I need this to be done by a certain amount. And I know you don't care about doing this and I don't even need you to want to do it, but I need you to do it still. And we can do that with ourselves as well. So what I found is for things like exercising or, you know, doing cleaning the house or anything like that, that I don't want to do. I I tell myself, I don't have to want to do this, but I've told myself I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do it. And I also remind myself of how I'm going to feel when it's done, because that is the feeling that I want to go for. So that's kind of this, you can hack the seeking pleasure part is that there will be some pleasure when this thing is completed. Or if after your workout, you feel better and you feel more calm, remind yourself of that calm feeling that you know that you felt in the past when you've completed a workout and remind yourself that that is what you're going for. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. Remember motivation is not going to magically come one morning. You have to get going on what you want to do And then after that, once you see the results, the results may give you some motivation to keep moving forward, but it's not going to hit you out of the blue. I, I promise, unless you're a very special individual, which I'm happy for you. That's amazing. But I, this is my experience, only my experience. And I think it is true for a lot of people. So I hope this was helpful and I will talk to you next week.